0: Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither and this is Songs and Stories episode 101. And at the risk of date stamping this thing, um, I just can't help myself. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy 2011. I hope 2010 treated you all well and I hope this coming year that we're in right now is even better for everybody listening. Uh, I took about a, a little bit about me, and then we'll get to the interview today. I took a little, really kind of a month sort of off in December. We did the Christmas and the holiday thing and uh, saw a lot of family and friends, and that was really fun. But now it's time to get back on the horse and play and do stuff and throw out a bunch of music this year. Uh, I kind of started the year off with uh, an official redo of my website at michaelgaither.com. So if you haven't been there in a while, uh, it looks like it used to, but I wrapped it around this program called WordPress, which is sort of the state-of-the-art kind of blogging thing out there. And so it looks the same, but um, there's, a lot, there's a lot more bells and whistles. There's a, a search window. You can play podcasts by clicking on it instead of downloading them. It's a lot more slicker and cleaner. And uh, speaking of podcasts, um, there's actually a podcast archive page now, so if you go to that and just click on podcast, you can see everything from episode one dating back in 2007 up to the current one, so it's, uh, it's everything's kind of laid out a lot simpler, and I'm pretty happy with it. Now I can stop obsessing over it and go back to writing some more songs. Uh, there's also a new video page, and there's some other stuff too, so if you haven't been there in a while, have a look. But along with the new year is a bunch of new shows, and we're going to kick it off with a brand new podcast, this episode 101. We're going to do a visit with... A, going to do a visit? Is that... To going to have a visit? Going to talk to... I'm so good with English. Um, somebody who has been who I've been a fan of for a long time and who's been a friend of the Songs and Stories podcast for more than more than a couple of years. Today we're going to be talking with Ancy McLean of the Trailer Park Troubadours, a fine... Uh, funny and not always funny songwriter. He's got several sides to him, and I've always really appreciated what he does, and I, I met him uh, through some mutual people here in Santa Cruz that you'll hear about in just a few minutes. We'll talk about them. And uh, Ansi and I talked way back in Songs and Stories, episode 51 and 52, and it was a great two-parter. But at the time, I recorded part one at the uh, backstage of the Rio Theater, and it was the only place we could actually talk that was quiet, and I didn't realize it at the time, but there was so much bouncy reverb in this tiny little room, it sounded like we were talking in a bathroom stall, and we weren't. I swear, it just sounds like that. And then the following episode was about a week later, we talked outside K-Pig Radio. It was a beautiful day, and the wind just killed me. So I was, we had this great conversation, and all you heard was... You know, it wasn't quite the effect I was going for. So for this one, we're going to kind of make up for that. The the talk was great. It just wasn't optimal recording conditions. Uh Nancy came by the house here a while back when he was first mixing this new record, we're going to talk about it. Really, I just wanted to get with him and shoot the breeze about what he does. He's a real DIY do-it-yourself guy, and I've always admired that. And I wanted to really talk about that and... Uh, As a lot of these things often go, we ended up just talking about everything except us. We talked about artists we like and all kinds of interesting stuff that at least we thought was interesting at the time. And then finally got around to talking about this new record, which is really kind of special. Um, Ansi does these field trips where you can travel along with him and his band and, and go see some very cool places, and I'll link those on the website. Um, he did a field trip uh, a while back to Memphis, and they they were outside Graceland, and they saw that. And they also went to Sun Records, the, the the world-famous, legendary Sun Records studio, which turns out is still a working studio. So Ancy and his band and the people who were lucky enough to be on this particular field trip went along one night, and they recorded an entire album at Sun Records, and uh, it's called... Heroes Last Forever, The Sun Studio Sessions, Nancy McLean and the Trailer Park Troubadours. And in very old-school style, uh, you can get this on CD and on vinyl. I actually got my first vinyl record in probably 15, 20 years when Nancy sent me this in the mail. And uh, thanks again, Ansi. But it's a vinyl record. And it really works. It's a big, you know. And if you don't know what a vinyl record is, if you're if you're under, you know, forty, it's these big black round things that they're shaped like a CD, but they're bigger and they sound a lot nicer. But you need a turntable to play them. <laughs> so, um, but you can get it on CD. It's also up on iTunes, and you can get to it from his site unhitched dot com. So what I want to do is get right into. This. We talked for quite a while, and, and uh, it was a really good insight, I think, into ANSI and kind of what he does and his approach to music and being an artist and. All that kind of stuff. So let's hear a couple of things. Uh, right before that, I want to remind you that if you're new to Songs and Stories, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, you can get this here on my site. You can also get it up on iTunes. Uh, you can subscribe to it for free, and you can actually listen to it online at a couple of online radio stations every week that cover this as a regular program. But uh, the easiest way is to go to michaelgaether.com. It's dot rcom And you can just click on a play arrow and listen to the latest episode. Um, And while you're listening to this, you can go to my site and look for Song Stories Episode 101. There's a little section for that. And I'll have some links to Ansi's website where you can buy his music and some links to his upcoming field trips and some really cool Ansi-related kind of things. Uh, Ansi's site is unhitched.com, and I'll link that to this as well. So let's get right to it. The way I usually format these things, if you haven't been here before, is I'll, I'll give you a couple of clips to listen to so you have an idea what this new album sounds like and who this artist is. And as a rule, I I never post the whole song because if you like what you hear, I recommend you go to the artist's website and support them and buy the music. But let's hear a couple of things, shall we? Um, let's hear a little bit of the opening track, Everything's a Dollar, which is a kind of a really humorous look at dollar stores. And um, and if you were actually on this field trip, you might hear yourself in the chorus. And then we'll hear a little bit of a song called "In Between the Getting." Okay, I'm going to screw it up already. <laughs> in between the goodbye and the getting over you. And uh, as you'll, if you get this album, which I highly recommend, you'll hear, you'll notice that a lot of songs are are you know influenced by sun records artists and this one has a real johnny cash feel to it in between the goodbye and getting over you so let's hear that everything's a dollar and then we'll talk with auntie mclean around my kitchen table about music and art and doing everything yourself and eventually this really cool record called heroes last forever
1: Got a crisp new 20. I'm cruising with my honey at the Everything's a Dollar store. She had her choice of going shopping or nightclub hopping, and we'd never been here before. We're in off brand heaven, they're open till 11, and we're letting it all soak in. I got a basket full of sundries, some two for one undies, and a plastic pink flamingo pin. And everything's a dollar Everything's a dollar Well, I'm a sucker, I'm a drooler our styrofoam cooler with a big red half-off tag, and now we've taken off our jackets. We've opened up some packets of Doritos in their ten-ounce bag. This place is too nifty. I've only spent four fifty, but my shopping basket's piled high. I've got a Pez dispenser, some toilet bowl cleanser, and a double Windsor clip-on tie. And everything's a dollar Everything's a dollar Everything's a dollar Everything's a dollar Well, there's a sticky yellow up on aisle nine And the parking lot is pouring down rain We're on a clearance sale safari And we're doing fine now, how could anybody go A flip silver coin, and where tomorrow falls depends on how the wind is blowing. I walk among the echoes of the laughter I once knew in between the goodbye and the getting over you, time and space has been erased. There's nothing I can. Some might call it limbo But you know it's hell I'm going through In between the goodbye and the getting old
0: Recording since we're, we're yakking and we're gonna miss the good stuff. Like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice to see you.
2: Thanks for coming by good the good house to see this you time. Well, thanks for having me. Man. Yeah. You have a lovely home. This Thank is, you. Thank this you. This is. I didn't. I didn't know podcast was so lucrative. <laughs> it is, this is it's a great a gated community up here in the mountains. This is amazing. It is. It is. Yeah. And you got
0: past the guard, you made it over the mountain. I did,
2: yeah. I got lost when I first came in. Is this is twenty thousand square feet. Yeah, so something like that. So yeah, it's, it's pretty You uh, can't
0: tell because it's up on a hilltop.
2: I know. It's you're modest that way. Is, yes. But I
0: I did rain the dragons and so they wouldn't like bother you when you get out of your car. <laughs> the dragons. <laughs> yes. I
2: didn't see the dragons. I must see the dragons before I leave.
0: You can make more money in podcasting than you can in folk music. I don't think anybody actually knew that.
2: Wow. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm changing my major. You
0: know, you know, with with, that, with the right aspirations, you can make tens of dollars in folk music. You can make like, like
2: twelve, thirteen. Yeah, exactly. at least, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, podcasting, I've, uh, you know, what kills me about the podcast, and you know, I'm, I'm starting to get back into it now. I know what I, I like? That. I lost my connection to iTunes. I I, I, I had some glitch. Sounds like a personal issue. It right? was a personal thing. It was yeah. me and me and Becky at yeah. iTunes. You know, <laughs> yeah, we just did not get along. Right. You know, the gal that just the tech support yeah. gal. No, um, I just—I I don't know. Somehow lost. It. Anyway, so I've got it back up now, and, and now uh, we just moved. So mm-hmm. I've got everything in boxes. My studio's a mess, mm-hmm. and all through May here, I'm going. Hey, to
0: Becky's go. in there somewhere. Becky's in there somewhere. <laughs> like, Becky,
2: come out! You're like this. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is that? The knocks get slower every week. Yeah. She's you know, yeah. more hungry. And yeah, uh, so I'm I'm going to get back into it, but I I love the a serious uh, look at the
0: independent artist. This is exactly what Songs and Stories is. All right.
2: Oh, <laughs> a, absolutely, and I li- I'm a subscriber. <laughs> I listen to them. Now, but you're rebuilding your podcast. I or, am, you and know. The, you know, and trying to get back back into that. But uh, it's you, you do a good job at staying consistent. You know, it's it's not you know you're doing it for free. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing to do. No. You're you're a busy guy. Mm-hmm. You're not only a songwriter, but you've got you know jobs that keep you busy doing this and that. And the job the that
0: pays, I call it the job that pays for the other job. Pays
2: for the other job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which well, is I great. I have two jobs that pay for the other yeah. job. So yeah. And uh, but what kills me too is like people get on and review the podcast mm-hmm. and, and they give these podcasts such a hard time sometimes for for their you know it'll meander or whatever they just people will trash these things. And I just want to ask him, how much did you pay for that podcast? Exactly. How much was that free subscription? How much was that free? free, And and how much do you think the guy who is doing it for free and uploading them every week, how much time do you think he puts in that? And how much do you think he spent on his equipment? Well, you obviously not very much, but I mean, some people... No, but uh, this will sound like the last podcast, <laughs> yeah. which
0: was at the Rio Theater, and it sounded like we were in the bathroom, but it wasn't. And anyway,
1: I'll just go ahead and talk
2: like this. Yeah, you. okay. So, but anyway, what what happened was buffering, <laughs> buffering, buffering. No, yeah. um, no. But you 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 and I have talked about equipment actually, and we use much the same same stuff in there. Uh, right. And then I've got my studio now set up, uh, setting it up to do more of the uh, music. Uh, Things not just overdubs like I've mm-hmm. been doing, so I'm I'm trying to branch out too. But you know, it's just funny to me how these guys will just rag on these podcasters. Mm-hmm. I read these reviews, and people are saying, you know, that's the way the internet is. Though it's like people think that there's not a human being attached to this email. Well, it's easy to be
0: anonymous and give your opinion too. Yeah. Oh, buck twenty-seven-one underscore A says <laughs> <laughs> you know. no. anonymous. I know. Yeah, exactly. Nobody
1: knows. That. Yeah,
0: yeah. But it's, I appreciate the. Fact. I mean, I, when I started doing this, I thought, well, if I'm going to do it, I want to be consistent because, um, you know, your your RSS feed, which is how people subscribe, is kind of broke. So thanks you for were, your help, by the way. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Glad yeah. to help. That yeah. was a nice phone call. It's like, oh, auntie's calling. This is cool. Um, yeah, I was just
2: lost. But was you,
0: stuck. you lost your subscribers. Not to your fault. But I know a lot of people say I have a podcast, and you look, and the last one was. March 2007. So yeah. when I started doing this, I, I like when the interview turns around because we have no plan anyway. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, well, and uh, I'll get plan. all seven subscribers back. I think. Oh, good. I, I think okay. it's. I think well, you have my, on seven, my way. Then we'll have okay. fourteen. <laughs> cool. <laughs> right. We'll share subscribers. Tens of double my subscribers in just one fell swoop. Exactly.
1: Sweet.
0: But when I started doing this, I, the, the interview thing kind of like evolved, and I thought, well, this is a, this this would be an easy way to be consistent. And as I started. Interviewing people, I realized this is kind of fun. Oh, it wasn't me yeah. just trying to like think of stuff to talk about every week. So. Yeah. So.
2: Well, and isn't it like podcasters are a lot like teachers? You know, we just want to kind of share and, mm-hmm. we, and uh, we learn a little bit along the way, and we just and want be to pass listened it to. On. <laughs> be listened to. I guess there's some of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's that frustrated DJ in us. You sure. Know? There isn't with me. I, I wanted to be a DJ when I was like mm-hmm. nine. You know, that right. was. Right. We might. We went on a school trip to uh, to the radio station. You know, on a field trip. Oh, right, it right. was like,
0: wow, that's the guy that plays the records. Yeah. Of course, now it's like that's the guy that t- that's told what button to push yes. to play the records. <laughs> that the guy in, in making in twelve the grand area. a year. Yeah. 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 You Unless know. you're at K pig God bless him.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, man. No, K Pick is the real deal, and that and that's when I go. I try to go to K Pick every time I'm in the area, mm-hmm. and just I don't, I don't even have to. I, I'm not going to let anybody know I'm there. I just come, just go, and just kind of just. Sit hi. for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just look at the walls. You have know, all sticker? that stuff all over the walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> up Say to hi me. to Frank. a random person. Can I have a sticker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stick my head in the window there. <laughs> I get a
0: free CD or something? Yeah. <laughs> Play those Trader Park Troubadours. Yeah, those guys are good. No, that's not me. My hair's down. That's not me. That's not me.
2: That's right. I'm um, just the Clark Kent thing. You know.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so I, I like yeah. having no plan doing this. Somebody asked me a while back, When so we, for your interviews, do you, do you have like a set of stru- uh, questions? And I said, you know, when I first started... I'd start with three now. I just totally unless I don't know the person at all. I totally wing
2: it. You you need to do some yeah. I got to do some homework for sure. Yeah,
0: well, I interviewed on... Um, now I'm gonna forget, and it's in the office. That I can run any anyway. Yeah, so if I don't know somebody or I always I know, got the edit button. I know it's too much work. Yeah. Um, if I don't know somebody very well, David Wilcox. I'm gonna be David Wilcox. About I know one David. One half ago.
2: Well, I uh, was booked to play the Palms, mm-hmm. in Winters, California, and. I saw that David was playing the night before, mm-hmm. so I uh, my um, guy who helps uh, manage uh, me and, and you know he helps advance the shows and helps me out with kind of road managing
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, Brian Gavron is really into it. he's like a David Wilcox like fanatic mm-hmm. has all of his albums and so I, I called up Brian and I said Brian I got a, I, I changed our tickets we're flying out a day early and he goes oh well okay. <laughs> um, can I ask why? And I said, because we're going to go see David Wilcox And, and uh, hang out with him at, uh, at the Palms Nice He goes, wow So we did mm-hmm. And afterward um, And Brian was on cloud nine mm-hmm. know, It was awesome And uh, But uh, it was a real low-key show and, yeah. and afterward he had plenty of energy left We just hung uh, out for nice. about two hours Passed the guitar around And Brian is a <clears throat> singer, songwriter and himself mm-hmm. And so I picked him the guitar to him. And he was like standing back just kind of just taking yeah. it up. Yeah. But it was a great night for me. I I, I got to, you know, see Brian in, in this, you know, kind of mode that uh, I, I like to turn people on to cool stuff mm-hmm. and just sit fun. back and, and watch. But yeah, um, Dave is a great guy and, and uh, we talked about him uh, he, if I can ever, we can ever hook up and get our schedules together. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: You know, he's going to I'm gonna send him some tracks. He's gonna add some guitar oh, and vocals. He's amazing. He he's is amazing. He is amazing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's nice to work with amazing people.
2: That's it a, really is. Really you know, in his early stuff, you can hear just that James Taylor influence, and yeah, then absolutely. branches off, and he's kind of his own guy. After about two, three albums, it's yeah. like he is David Wilcox.
0: Yeah. In fact, what I did for the, <clears throat> the interview with him, um, you know, about Pandora Radio, where he just absolutely, yeah, yeah. So I, I was, you know, just sitting around. So I just plugged in David Wilcox, and it, and it brought up all these a lot of songs that I'd forgotten mm. about or didn't realize were him or just hadn't listened to in forever yeah. and it was, you know, it's,
2: it's yeah. a really
0: amazing body of work.
2: His early career, you know, he was reaching for anything, you know, it was um, like we all do, you know, it's like, let I me mean, let me try this, let me see how this works, you know. Uh-huh. So he's got, you know, Blow em Away and he's got these songs that are real kind of kind of crass and, yeah. and like, you can tell he was a guy playing in coffee houses and wanted to get everybody's attention. Right, right, right. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, and then, he, you, then you come into these songs that are just so, Thoughtful and and uh, approach everybody in this real intellectual way. Mm-hmm. It takes you through this thought process. It really ha- ha- you have to have an audience that's, that's got to, you know you've got them at that point you, mm-hmm. to in order to sing them a song that uh, I'm thinking of several. I, I won't embarrass myself by trying to get a title mm-hmm. wrong or something, but you know, yeah, he's a great uh, a great entertainer, a great great writer. But uh, I've enjoyed his work for years. So yeah. good! Oh, congratulations! Uh, that was fun. Yeah. So he came through on tour, and you got him.
0: Yeah, he played a house concert, True Wind Music house concerts in Campbell, and so I, and mm-hmm. I actually met his. I went to the Far West Folk Conference in Irvine this last year, and I met his manager. We actually were on a panel; yeah. the I was moderating a panel, and Stewart. he said he manages David Wilcox, and yeah. so I gave him my card, and they came through and let me know. So mm. it worked out good.
2: His that manager he still got the goatee. thing Yeah. The thing. yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> so. Cool dude.
0: So, we were going to talk about you at Supply. You know, we were on the phone call talking about the how do I rebuild my, um, my podcast a month or so back. You were talking about just, you know, the, the, the do it yourself idea of being the independent artist, doing the graphics and the website. Can you talk about that a little bit? What's your approach to
2: what you do? Well, I have ADD. Uh-huh. So, uh, it's actually come in real handy for, for me. me because um, I am easily bored. Always have been. I was one of those kids, you know. And my parents were too poor to, uh, to afford like Riddlin. I probably would have been put on it, you know. We we, we couldn't we didn't we couldn't have gone there, you know. I, I stuttered really bad as a kid, and they couldn't afford speech therapy. I had to fix it myself, you know. It was just that kind. Of, I was mm-hmm. just used to that. So I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself, you know. So I'm a DIY guy from you mm-hmm. know like the age of nine. You yeah, know. it's just. I, I knew we didn't have the resources. Mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted to do, and I saw other people accomplishing it. And I thought, you know, oh my God, I can do this. i so mm-hmm. just let me just uh, figure this out and and try. It. And I think there's a great advantage when uh, you know you're dumb and naive enough that uh, you know somebody tells you you can't, and you just mm-hmm. laugh at them. Yep. And you end up doing it. Mm-hmm. You may do it in a much more difficult way. I like the, I like
0: the <laughs> phrase I use is naive and stubborn
2: yeah you know naive and stubborn yeah. yeah not really a good combination but you know it can it work. how you apply it yeah it can, yeah. Work. It can yeah. work well and i was uh i don't know i, I think uh I've taken that approach now mm-hmm. with uh the website and everything else i'm yeah. doing virtually everything uh I've got my finger in everything mm-hmm. you know and and enjoy that i i i like uh you know I had the label thing and we had the you know national touring company thing and and all that and national television and 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 all that more in the country market you know mm-hmm. at the time but um, when TNN and CMT were in Nashville, you know that that was we were kind of always frequenting a lot of those shows and man uh, you know, first when when our label folded mm-hmm. the um, I had some money in the bank, and the first thing I did was uh, I, I secured the website. Mm. Our, our label I filed bankruptcy, and then they, uh, you know, they could They, they had just some cash flow issues, and mm-hmm. so their their assets got frozen and, and all this. So, so I went and unfroze the assets that were mine mm-hmm. and uh, secured them for myself. Bought up all. Uh, our first album was in a, sitting in a warehouse, like twelve, fourteen thousand pieces of it. And I went and bought all that. I heard that, that story. Mm. Yeah. I bought all that up. It was just sitting on pallets, mm-hmm. you know, in the basement of this manufacturing company. The label couldn't pay for it. So, and it had just been, sh- the, the first 3,000 of them had just been shipped to radio mm-hmm. and, and distribution. And one of those radio stations was KP. Right. And Laura Ellen called me personally and said, uh, somehow got my number, I guess called the label, I don't know, and said... Uh, we're having a lot of fun with this record. You got to come out here and do the hoedown, you know, humbug hoedown. I, I remember said. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I said, okay, I'm doing it. We open for Robert O'Keefe, mm-hmm. and then I needed a band because I couldn't fly the band I had in Nashville out right, here. So right. I told I told her I said I'll just need a band. She goes, I'll, I'll put you in touch with somebody. So mm-hmm. she called Jimmy Jackson. That's how that happened. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jimmy Jimmy passed the first time around. He was busy, he had something going on. And Bruce Wanmere mm-hmm. was uh, uh, renting out a room in Jimmy's house. And was standing behind Jimmy eating a sandwich while he was on the phone with Laura <laughs> Ellen or something. You know, a banana. I don't know what. Yeah. It was, and, and so he goes, uh, "Bruce is a vegetarian, so I had to think about the sandwich thing there for a minute. It was, it was probably egg salad. Mm-hmm. I'll say it was egg salad." Okay, so then Bruce was not eating a roast beef sandwich. He was not Bruce eating meat. To this, so. <laughs> so he uh, he just says, "Well, I'll take I'll take it. I'll, I'll set it up." Yeah. You know? love those guys. He heard us on the radio. Yeah. So uh, he did. And Jimmy played with us later, you know, Uh when we came back around. But uh, that's how it all came out. And Bruce put a band together for me. Wow. And that band has changed over a couple of times Mm -hmm. since. But, um, you know, I've got great guys. Very fortunate, man. I always have just, you know, real fun. Yeah, I,
0: I think for me, I think for people on the West Coast, it's kind of fun to see the west coast band. plus I know yeah. all these guys sure yeah.
2: you know, Jimmy
0: produced my first two CDs right, and Bruce right. played my first record and, yeah. but it's just fun to see oh there's there's Bruce and there's yeah. whoever else is playing You
2: know. oh I know It's in, and you like to see the same guys mm-hmm. you know when you go see the shows yeah. see and everybody's and I think involved. watching
0: watching you and other <clears throat> I kind of learn how a lot of songwriters really kind of ha- have to have just by economics have to have their regional bands to make it work
2: oh you do you yeah. do you know what, though, Michael, too? What I enjoy about that is the regional flavor that you get.
1: Uh-huh.
2: It's like radio doesn't have a regional flavor anymore. Right. K-Pig's probably an exception. Mm-hmm. And there are uh, several throughout the Carolinas that I'm familiar with. Uh, Texas, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're, they've wanted to secede for, forever, and I think they're su- succeeding in the uh, musical department for mm-hmm. sure. They've got their own thing going on there. Yeah. You go down to Texas, man, it is its own thing. And right. it's hard to break into there if you're an outside guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... Um, you know, I've worked with Pat Green and Robert O'Keefe and all these these Texas guys outside of Texas, ah. and it's all hunky dory there, you know. But when you go into Texas, uh-huh. it's a different thing entirely. It's crazy, and uh, and I love it. I, I, I love it. I love to play in Texas. It's always different uh-huh. every time we get out of here. But uh, so yeah, you you hook up with these guys, so you get like three four dates in Florida, uh-huh. and I make some phone calls to some friends of mine down there, and they put a band together for uh-huh. me, you know. <laughs> And I'll bring a core guy with me, mm-hmm. or two, if I can afford it.
1: Right.
2: You know, um, we play in Boise. Uh, at this, uh, uh, Boise, Idaho, is a cool town. Really, I, I, I get the same reaction whenever I tell people this, but I love to play in Boise, and I'll try to schedule a couple of days down while I'm there because mm-hmm. I just like hanging out. You know, yeah. but it's got a cool vibe, kind of, kind of half mountain hippie and half, you know, middle America heartland. This kind is of
1: probably
0: thing. a good mix for Americana. It is, um, yeah.
2: It is. They got a kind great of what music I got scene. here. I mean, there's, yeah.
0: You know, I, I got this new song about Santa Cruz, but it's like there's, there's a, there's a real strong left and right, and I think there is folk and Americana work in that ilk. Same so when I when I play like a rock, like we play up around Grass Valley, that area, yeah. It's the same kind of mix of people, and I think that really works with this kind of music.
2: It does. Yeah, Yeah, I, I think it does too. And, and if if you don't go political on them, you, you know, this,
0: yeah, yeah, the way
2: the climate is now, we are so polarized as a country. You know, I certainly have my own political views, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you, you stand up on one or the other, you're going to, you know, piss off 50% of your audience immediately, yeah, right. you know. And it's like, that's not what we're about, you know. So mm-hmm. I I, uh, I tend to just stay away from that stuff because yeah. we're sitting like this, you know, yeah. sitting and I, I, you
0: know. I've tried writing stuff like that, and it just doesn't work for me.
2: Yeah, you know? I think I tried a few, too.
0: You know, I'd rather write about things that I care about that aren't political because I think that's, you know.
2: Or maybe that are more... I think go the, the roots are deeper yeah politics like fashion are pretty fleeting too in it a lot swings of ways. back and forth so much it does anyway. yeah yeah and I, I think you can really embarrass yourself mm-hmm. by writing a cheesy love song or a protest song right and then listen to it ten years later you know, yeah. and go ugh
0: well it's kind of like me with love songs I figure <clears throat> if you're not really good at it yeah then don't do it
2: that's yeah. true yeah yeah yeah. Well, and, you know, I've just certainly discovered what my strengths are, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, th- they are uh, laying on the couch and watching television. Mm-hmm. That's one of, <laughs> like, that's a big strength. But you've worked for that. That's been a goal. I have. And, I you, have. you know, you had. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <it's>, finally, somebody <laughs> it's really like... acknowledges that. That's great. I've put a lot of time into that. Yeah. And, uh, no, actually. Or I it's don't a watch. gift. I don't know. <laughs> a, it is a gift. could be a natural thing. Yeah. No, I. Uh, I can do this. <laughs> clarifying, I do not watch television ha- hardly at all, but I don't have time. But um, no, the, the, your strengths as a writer, you, you know, come to you as as you go. You know, you're you're writing about what you know, mm-hmm. home, uh, born and raised in this area. Yeah, we
0: talked about that. Yeah, yeah. and
2: mm-hmm. uh, I passed uh, coming up here. I passed the spotted mule yeah. place where the spotted mule was. You know, and and this is uh, I think this is what we all have to do. Whether you're right. from Baltimore. And write about what, yeah. Yeah. If you're Ann Tyler or John Waters, you're going to write about everything's about Baltimore. Uh Or if you're, uh, you know, you're a Texas guy, you're going to write about, you know, Texas and those wide open spaces. Uh But, you know, with me, it's just, I've always had a kind of a skewed view of the world. I could see the funny things in in life. And so Uh I, I started writing, writing at that. And as I got older, I felt like I was able to say more of a, of a deeper nature, you know, mm-hmm. but that didn't come to a lot later. You know, i have only well, recently been able to write songs that are serious that don't make me gag. You know,
0: well, even like now I'm going to forget the lyrics, but I like. I mean, the <clears> you <throat> know, you're not just the trailer park motif guy, which I think when you hear the, the band name Trailer Park Troubadours, sure, and you yeah. hear, you know, in a to take the wheels right, off, you think, right. but then you listen, and I, I there's and I quote. In fact, mm-hmm. I interviewed um, Jeff Scammon from Wild West Radio last, and we talked about your music, and I said I like Anthony's music because. You know, funny songs have a short shelf life. Where I get, but a lot yeah. of your stuff, there's something deeper going on. It's not just like goofy ass trailer park songs. Oh yeah, well you know? thanks. No, yeah. it, I
2: don't. I, I don't like those. You know, and, and as much as I like, there's no there's no like get or done flavor to what you do. Well, <laughs> and I you know and no, no slam. Larry no, the Cable no, Guy's a sweetheart. And they're you know, funny. Those funny. Of, I've had my songs in his movies, but the um, but you're right. There's, a, there's more layers to it. Well, I hope. I hope sometimes so. you, you hope th- yeah. you hope there is. You know, um, I I like to just have uh, really the, you, you're just delving into relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and dynamics between people and stuff, yeah. and you start thinking about you thinking about little uh, little uh, nuances that uh, might be in the, within the dynamic of a relationship, and and there's a song even there, you know, you could just pick that one little thing out
1: mm-hmm.
2: and just focus on that for three and a half minutes, yeah. and you're good, you know, yeah. but. I don't know, I, I think there are so many writers that are still um, just trying to find the new way to say, I love you, Yeah. you know, and, and that's what we're all really trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Different way of saying the same old thing. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> and here we are just yammering on about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I could yeah. be working <laughs> on a
2: song now, but no, I'm just yammering about the things I should <laughs> be doing. Let's talk about working rather than work. Exactly. Let's just talk about <laughs> yeah. it.
0: Those who can do, those who can't, just talk about working.
2: Yeah. And then there's those who talk about can't yeah. doing it, can't not do it. Those who talk about not doing it, okay, we'll, we'll, just uh, just we'll abandon long. this. My it's, head hurts. Yeah, So, So
0: I, I was going to ask you, too, since we, you know, this is kind of a loose one. I like this. What is your approach to writing? Are you the kind of guy that gets up every morning and, like, writes from, from the certain no. time? Or you just keep track of ideas? No. When you have a pocket of time, you sit down, or you wait for inspiration, and you think, that's
2: something worth working on. hmm Yeah. Yeah, that's the latter. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: which is I more, which is what I'm finding is pretty much the norm. I've heard about writers that, you know, if you have the time, great, sit down and they'll, they'll write from seven to ten a.m.
2: Well, I've got friends in Nashville that do that. Well, yeah, that's well, yeah, you know, yeah. and and they you know they're, they, but that's frustrating to them. They at the same mm. time, you know, my songwriter friends are are uh, and some of them very successful songwriters, mm-hmm. but. They will tell you off the record, it's very frustrating to be a songwriter and not be in control of your own music. Mm-hmm. So you are getting it to a pitch art, uh, you know, s- somebody who pitches the songs to the artist. Mm-hmm. And so you write the song, you co-write it with somebody, usually two, even sometimes three writers mm-hmm. often, actually. And then that song then uh, is housed under the publishing umbrella to wh- whoever has, you know, sponsored or co-opted it. Gets it to the pitcher, and the, the the pitch person will shop it around, and they have lost utter control of the song after that. It's yeah. like they write, and they're they're off writing other stuff. You mm-hmm. know? So, uh, but the process is very it's it is uh, it's so, uh, you know, the process of the, the business angle of it is so formulaic, and right. and uh, man, they've done it for years, and and they do. That one thing, mm-hmm. and they do it do it very well, uh-huh. and and it's a machine. And right. maybe these guys are part of that machine. And uh, I uh, I got into music for very much the opposite reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I want to feel part of a machine, and um, you know, I'll stay in the factories where I used to work. You uh-huh. know? And
0: uh, and I think that kind of writing, I think, you know, it's there's a different mindset. I mean, they're they're writing to have songs produced and shopped around. They're not sitting seven to ten writing their own stories and writing songs that they're going to take out and do them so it's a different kind of Which writing be, and a different kind of it is. intent yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah it's it's more of a they not want, a judgment
0: call it's just different it is yeah. it is
2: different and I mean how can we make a judgment call you know I I sold uh, 7,000 units last year you right know? yeah <laughs> and so what uh, you know so I'm, I'm exaggerating uh, it was at least it, it couldn't have been more than 60 mm-hmm. but anyway <laughs> uh, you know um, you know all my favorite songwriters sold like 10,000 units you know right. in, in 2009 yeah. it just you know i'm i'm listening to Paul Thorne and Guy Clark guy clark sells a little more than that but right. surprisingly not a whole lot more mm-hmm. and it's like how right. how can that be i mean yeah. he's writing the best stuff that th- that's you know it's just it's not meat and potatoes man this is like Creme brulee, what this guy is riding oh, I know, I know. And
0: uh, you know, I just so. got the new one. Um, somebody <clears throat> gave me the, for a birthday present, a later birthday present. Gave me the latest uh, James McMurtry CD, just as kids. I've I've heard it, yes. Yeah, so. And um, I was playing it the other night, and the title track came on, and I just it was one of those songs where I just stopped and I listened. And you get I lost played in it. And I played it. I played it back two or three more times. And I got home. I yeah. once "This is the best song about aging I've heard like in forever." We sat and listened to it, and, yeah. and he probably sold, you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah, and I think for yeah. what, what I'm doing, what I'm aspiring to, there's people like that that are just to me like the, I, I talk about it locally with people like Chuck McCabe and Keith Grenager, but people like McMurtry and Guy Clark, they're yeah. the gold standard.
2: That's yeah, kind of oh, what you absolutely. aspire to. Now, have you heard uh, Merle Haggard's new one? No. Oh, you got to hear this because it's. Um, he's 83. Mm-hmm. He is. Um, you know, when I'm 83, if I put out an album, it's going to be like, listen, kids, gather around. Yeah. I'll no, tell great. you what I've learned in <laughs> yeah. life. You know? What Merle is doing here in this album is he's doing what he's always done. Is it jazz? No. No, oh, it's okay. straight okay. ahead country, man. This is pure. He's got a four piece band, maybe five here and there, but it's very, very simple, very direct, like he's always done. And that great voice is, is, he's still in voice and it sounds Mm -hmm. wonderful. And he's just, he's writing about falling in love. He's writing about, um, you know, life and its travels. He he is writing the way he has always written. And I so admired that when I listened to that album from start to finish, Mm -hmm. and then again, and then again, and then again. It just really uh, dawned on me. This is a guy. He's not going to rest on his laurels as a writer right. or uh, as as Merle Haggard, as the celebrity Merle Haggard. You know, this yeah. this is a guy who's really, really uh, putting out his chops, man. He's just phenomenal. speaking of the
0: gold standard. You know, yeah, exactly.
2: Right. Yeah, and now there's a guy who's sell- obviously selling a lot more records. Right. <laughs> you know, just but it, it's like uh, you know, I, I uh, boy if. if if uh, any of us could could come anywhere close to Mama Tried, or oh, yeah. know, any of that, that's those are the standards that loom over my head. You know, I sit down and finish a song. You know, I'm like, well, it ain't Mama Tried, but <laughs> <Yes. you> know, <laughs> it'll Ancy do for tried. me. Nancy we'll Tried. An <laughs> tried. <laughs> yeah. The subtext of the subtitle yeah. of every song, Nancy yeah. Tried.
0: Mm. Anyway, so what do you have coming up? You've got a is the Talk about the Beige album, the Sun Sessions. I saw them on your website. Mm -hmm. What's the time frame looking like for those? And talk about those a little bit. Well,
2: uh, the the album that I'm working on mixing now with my friend uh, Gary Smith out of Nashville, Mm -hmm. who is also a friend of Jimmy Jackson, so there's Mm -hmm. a tie in there. Jimmy introduced me to Gary, Mm -hmm. and he lives right around the corner from me, so it was funny, in Nashville. But um, Gary and I have been working on the mixing of this. Um, We recorded 14 songs at uh, Memphis Sun Studios. Oh, nice. And I did did a tour there. You know, I, I'll go to Memphis every now and then just mm-hmm. to, just to go and get away. And my wife loves Graceland, mm-hmm. and, and uh, Graceland depresses me, but she loves it. She just thinks it's cool. So so we go to Graceland, and I, I always go to Sun. Mm-hmm. And it's they do, do tours from eight to five. So I'm 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 on the last tour of the day. One day this was about three years ago, and the tour guide who's this rockabilly dude, tattooed sleeves. And mm-hmm. And a cool you know chopper goatee and and piercings and and but it's so obvious he loves this music, and he knows mm-hmm. all about it mm-hmm. he knows. he's telling us about uh, the earliest days with Jerry Lee and you know Elvis's first recording there, and all this so but giving us all this obscure stuff, mm-hmm. know, my favorite of those guys that Rockabilly is Charlie Rich.
1: You know, everybody oh, yeah. thinks of
2: Charlie Rich's When we get behind closed doors uh-huh. You know, all that, that cheesy 70s thing that he, right. he became But before all of that Man, it was like really pure, good writing And rockabilly, uh-huh. uh, just standard kind of stuff Anyway Back in the Carl Perkins era and all Yeah, exactly, things, yeah. yeah So I'm just soaking it up, man And I'm in this And then he says And you, many of you may not realize the, the tour guide's saying this Many of you may not realize this is still an active studio, mm-hmm. and you can come and record from 5 or 6 at night until as long as you're out of here before we open up the next day for our tours at 8. So and, a light uh, goes on uh, in Nancy's head. Yeah. <coughs> and, uh, so I I just set that as a goal. I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to cut it out. You know, and so here's this, it's not much to look at. I mean, Sun Studio, it's, it's, it's one room, mm-hmm. and um, ceiling tile is water damaged and drooping, and you know, there's water stains going down the wall, and they've hung up pictures, you know, and everything. But they've they've really not renovated this place much hmm. at all. But there's a definite soul to the place, yeah. and uh, I imagine one reason they're not taking the ceiling tile or the you know the walls out because there's a lot of good mojo probably soaked into those. They walls. don't want to change anything. Yeah, yeah. And the floor tile's the same. Hmm. In fact, my upright bass player Adam when we went in to record he was like where do you want me and I says come over here I'll tell you I'll mm-hmm. show you right where I want you and uh, there's a hole in the floor uh-huh. where all those bass pegs hmm. went and still are that's, yeah. that's where the bass sits and uh, the very first bass players put them there and the, somebody probably put a little divot in there with a yeah, yeah. something a Phillips screwdriver or something and, and just kind of so it would rest and stay you know, yeah, in one place yeah. And uh, those guys play hard, you know. Those Rockabilly bass players are animals, you know. And uh, so it's that's. You kind of had your stage plot already set up. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Oh, yeah. The, the drums were already set up and, yeah. and all that. We changed the snare out and changed the, the kick and all this stuff that, that my drummer wanted to do. But, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Chris Long is, uh, is uh, we call him Spoons. He's, he drums on it. This is my Nashville band that plays on there. Bobby Cochran, who is uh, Eddie Cochran's nephew. And uh, we do a cover of uh, Summertime Blues. Nice. Uh, and that, I, I, I let Bobby sing that one. Mm-hmm. I said, uh, I want you to do this, man. And very cool. It was very cool to see that and uh, be there. As yeah. Part of, you know. So. Uh, Did you
0: feel any ghosts while you are recording or just a good sense of the place?
2: No, I got goosed a few times, but yeah. I think that was my <laughs> bass player. So, you know. No, you know, and I don't don't. The ghost thing but the, that's but it was a it, cool place to record cool. because of all the history absolutely yeah. yeah it was like I'm going okay so uh, you know think of all of the uh, the great people that have come here and hung out right mm-hmm. before we cut that album we cut it in one night mm-hmm. and most everything was probably two takes
1: mm-hmm.
2: so it's uh, going to sound like a son it's going to have that kind it's of, very live yeah. yeah it sounds like a live live thing
0: one final question. So, besides music and painting and gardening, which I found out you're, you've got a, kind of a green thumb. My
2: wife is the real gardener. I'm kind of the grunt guy. I'm the guy that you know loves. That's, the how, stuff it takes is, the that's how it That's how it works in our backyard. Exactly. Yeah. It, but I would love it. I love getting my. Actually, my, hands my thing is,
0: honey, I don't really want to
2: pull weeds. Come out here. We got, got to fill the green bin. Yes.
0: All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do You guys dear. compost in the whole thing? Do you do, do all mm. that as well? No, because the mm. so city takes all the green waste and they they, mm-hmm. they compost it gotcha. out there. So yeah. Wow. Well,
2: I love yeah, the the there's there's never enough getting my hands dirty mm-hmm. and, and uh, planning something that wasn't there before I came along for, yeah. for me in my life I just love it. So
0: what don't you do yet that you've like you'd like to do?
2: Mm. Um, I you know, I just started getting into iMovie mm-hmm. on my Mac and yeah. filming some things and I just did a video and put it up on on uh, on YouTube and it's getting fun. a that's little right. fun reaction Yeah, and yeah. so I want to do some of that stuff I, I want to start working on videos and animated things of some of my songs mm-hmm. so who shot the um, I'm getting the type the bathroom writers oh, the bathroom songwriter yeah that's that's me I did the toilet paper on yeah. there no, I'll link that to this podcast cause that was a great video. Yeah, you know, well, it's, it's just, just a fun, you know. It worked. I thought, let's just do and something. And if you haven't
0: on. seen it and you're listening, you should, I'll, I'll link it to this, the podcast notes on com, mm-hmm. But it's on, It's about rushing off to the bathroom writing running down your song notes, which any songwriter can do. Yeah. It does. And um, the whole video is just you un- unreeling slowly a roll of toilet paper that illustrates the song.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like an anime. It was just all one. It was one edit. You know, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I had to refilm that a couple of times just get the timing right. My friend David Kravitz helps me with yeah. a lot of the videos. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: I've got one since we're still rolling. Uh-huh. A Graceland story I thought about when you were talking about. I went to I had, I had distant cousins back in Memphis and I've lost touch with them since I was a little kid. But we, my mom and I and my cousin flew back to Memphis years ago when I was probably six. And they, my mom really wanted to go to Graceland. Mm-hmm. And I was six. And I was like, are we going to go to the pool? I had no idea who Elvis was and what Graceland was, but the one thing I remember is um, going to Graceland, and we we couldn't go in that day because Elvis's mom, grandmother, was walking the grounds, hmm. and wow. so the guard came down and apologized profusely, took all our cameras for us, walked around the grounds and took just profusely took lots and lots of photographs of the house and the gardens. And brought everybody's cameras back, and I thought that would never happen again anywhere. Yeah,
2: no, that's cool. And yeah, yeah, I so think I mean, it made
0: such an impression on me as a little kid. his guard took our cameras and went and took tourist photographs. Right, cool. that was the coolest thing.
2: Well, and I think you know, it being in the South. Yeah, and uh, the people were people were different. And probably, yeah, because he brought right our cameras forward. back. Yeah, he brought them back for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that might not happen right now in Memphis. No, no. man, maybe no. not. Anyway, thanks, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, hey, thank you. I'm swallowing part of a sandwich here. This, this is a great sandwich. The wife makes you, great sandwiches. She she makes a mean sandwich, and uh, condiments and and all is right here on the table. This is great.
0: We spared we spared no expense here at the twenty uh, thousand <laughs> the twenty thousand square foot hilltop. The palatial estate, estate of, and, <laughs> The home of it. stories.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Michael. It was great to be with you again. Thanks again.
0: Once again, Anson McLean on the new record, Heroes Never Die, and just about anything else we could think of to talk about around my kitchen table. You know, I got to say that I always love doing these interviews and podcasts, but that one was a lot of fun. We had really no idea what we're going to talk about, so we just shot the breeze for, I don't know, 45 minutes, so I hope y'all we're half as interested in it as we were because we really had a good time. Uh, once again, Nancy McLean of the Trailer Park Tribadours and the new record is called Heroes Never Die recorded overnight in one night at Sun Records in Memphis, Tennessee. The famous Sun Records in Memphis, Tennessee. You can find all about that at unhitched.com. You can also get to it from my site, Michaelgather.com. And you can also find Nancy up in iTunes and all the usual sort of places. Uh, I mentioned that that was actually recorded, that was actually part, sort of an excursion of a field trip that Nancy did uh, to Memphis with some lucky Flamingo heads who were tagging along. Flamingo heads are fans of the, the band the Trailer Park. Troubadours are sort of a Trailer Park, Pink Flamingo theme, if you haven't known about that. And his next field trip is going to be Memorial Day weekend. He's having the second annual wood flock at a campground in Northern California. Three nights, uh, three days and nights of music and song circles and all kinds of ANSI and the Troubadours related stuff with with a bunch of fans. You can find out about that at unhitched.com. You can also get to it from my site. Uh, I talked to ANSI. He's also planning a trip to San Francisco this fall, a field trip with some other flamingo heads if you want to find out about that. And they're working on a trip to Hawaii in 2012. So um, the best way to find out about that is to go to Ansi's website, unhitched.com, trailer theme again, and uh, sign up for his mailing list. And if you want to find out more about what I'm up to out here on the West Coast um, or what's coming up on Songs and Stories, you can go to my site. Again, michaelgather.com and sign up for my mailing list and I'll let you know who's coming up. Um, coming up next, I'm still cleaning out some interviews from last year that I didn't quite get to. So it'll be, it'll be kind of a surprise for me, too, who we talk to next, but it'll be up in a couple of weeks. So uh, once again, I'm Michael Gaither. This is Songs and Stories. And I think instead of leaving you with my little bouncy theme music that I usually do, we're going to hear a little bit more of the new Nancy McLean record, um, Heroes Never Die. We're going to hear um, nonchalantly looking at the vinyl record in my hands. Let's hear a little bit of In a Perfect World. We'll take you out with that. It's a beautiful song. Really nice. Again, Nancy's a great writer. So this has like some nice imagery. It's light, but it's touching. It just kind of hits everything. It's a great song. So we'll hear a little bit about that. Again, that's the new record um, called Heroes Never Die. I'm Michael Gaither. This is Songs and Stories. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Take care.
1: Well, the house is pretty quiet Now that it's just me My mind is always drifting off Into some crazy dream And I just had a doozy I'm still not thinking clear Everything was perfect And you were still here God was in His heaven was still alive Buddy Holly's plane had crashed but somehow everyone survived and you were here beside me whispering my name and that was when I realized it was all a dream in a perfect world lies would not be spoken Hearts would not be broken in a perfect world Heroes last forever Lovers stay together in a perfect world I wouldn't have to dream to have you here with me right now